Hello everyone. I'm so excited to be here today on Chef AJ. This is Plant Fueled with Dr. Nikki Davis. And today I am excited to share some snack ideas. So I do get this question quite a bit from patients of mine. What do you snack on? Because a lot of times when we are snacky and we are in the mood for something, we either reach for something that's really sweet or really salty or really crunchy. And I tend to really like uh, something crunchy. So I like to make crunchy corn chips and dip and dip uh, and also salsas. So that's what I'm going to show you today is what I do when I'm in the mood for something a little bit crunchy and delicious. And it's something that my whole family enjoys as well. All right. So the first thing that we're going to do is make uh, our chips <clears throat> and uh, we're going to make so today we're going to make three things. We're going to make uh, a corn corn chips, and I'm going to be using my Breville air fryer to make these chips. Now you can still make them in just a regular oven, and I will give you those instructions as well. But if you do not have an air fryer yet, I highly recommend it. I use mine almost every single day. If you need, if you want to find out which one I have, uh, I will make sure that. Well, actually, if you go to my website. DrNikkiDavis.com, D-R-N-I-K-I-D-A-V-I-S.com. I have a store on there, and uh, if you go down there, I've got a list of uh, a lot of the things I'm using today, actually. A lot of my knives uh, that I love, my tomato knife, uh, so quite a few things that are on that list, and it's just basically a link that takes you to Amazon. So if that's helpful at all. Uh, but we are going to be making corn chips. We are also going to be making a... Uh, non-fat or no oil refried bean dip. And then we are also going to be making a pico de gallo, which is just a really nice fresh one. I don't know about you guys, but we have been getting pummeled with snow here in Salt Lake City, and I am ready for spring. Uh, my family and I love skiing, we love snowboarding, but uh, we are ready for the flowers to come out, and luckily we have some sunshine. You can see a little bit of sunshine coming through my window today, so I'm super excited about that. But when the sun starts to come out, I don't know, you just kind of want some fresh ingredients, things that are really colorful. And I found these gorgeous uh, off the vine tomatoes uh, from the grocery store today. So we're gonna be using those. Okay, so corn tortillas. So these are great because you can use these for tostadas, which is one of my favorite easy quick meals to make. And actually I saw that Chef AJ had posted that that's one of her favorite things as well. And uh, that she makes, she does like a tostada night uh, every, I think she said three times a week. I think that's great. Um, I need to start thinking about doing a, a, a tostada night where you have everything laid out and everybody can make their own tostada and everything. I use it more as like a quick meal for me. So I'm going to start out by just grabbing five of these. Um, you know, when you're looking for corn tortillas, you can find them in any grocery store. They're very easy to find. And the good thing is that they don't typically have oil in them. I do recommend that you turn it over and, and look at and see what's in it. Most of them will come with just corn, lime, salt. Uh, some of them you can find without salt if you're trying to minimize that. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty basic ingredients. And that's what's so nice is if you wanna have a really crunchy corn tortilla, uh, or a corn chip, you don't have to have something really greasy and salty from a bag. Uh, you know, 
these are just as good in my opinion and they come out so nice and crunchy. So what I do is, like I said, I grabbed five of these and you can choose how you want to cut them up. Now you would obviously leave it whole uh, when you're making a tostada, but if you're cutting it up to make chips, uh, I will sometimes, it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in, sometimes do it in quarters so they're kind of a big chip. Uh, but sometimes I'll just cut them into eighths, and so that's what I'm going to do today. So I'm just going to cut them up into eighths, and so they are kind of this like narrow shape here. Alright, so what I'm going to do is, um, so in my air fryer, I use this little tray and I always have some sort of parchment paper in it. And I usually reuse the parchment paper a few times um, before I switch it out. But I actually use the parchment paper pretty much for everything uh, that I air fry in here, uh, just to help keep things from sticking. Uh, I know that there is a really good way of being able to stack these chips in here so that you get the most uh, out of the room. You do want to make sure that you are not letting these overlap. They will cook better when they're just on their own. I want to say that uh, Tammy Kramer's husband from the Nutmeg Notebook, uh, he had, I think, found a way to perfectly stack these inside because I know they have a Breville uh, air fryer as well. And so he had like his, his little diagram of how to do that which is totally my style. I love that kind of stuff. Um, I just haven't learned it yet. So I just kind of put them in as I can and we'll see how many we can get in here. Uh, the nice thing is they cook fairly quickly and uh, so you can make you know a few batches of these to make sure you have plenty. If you're gonna have a party or if this is just for a big group uh, or a family. So I'm gonna throw those in there. I'm setting mine on the air fry mode and let's see here we are going to do 375 and that's going to be for five minutes all right so I'm just going to set a timer on here our timer stopped working on our rubble uh, and actually it's a very easy fix I just haven't done it yet so I need to do that um, let me just set that thing with these is that they do burn easily, so you do have to keep an eye on them. You do not want to forget that they're in there, be busy doing other things. So it will be interesting today because I'm talking to you guys and uh, not just by myself being able to constantly watch. So, uh, and I don't have anybody to remind me besides my timer. So we will just have to hope that I remember to check those and uh, they don't get burnt before the five minutes. Uh, sometimes after five minutes, you still need to cook them a little bit longer. You want them to be a golden brown. It's almost like just before they've been burnt. This will make sure that they are nice and crispy and crunchy. What you don't want is a chip that is a little bit bendy. And I've made them like that before. You just need to put them in a little bit longer. Uh, so sometimes the way to do that is if you've already um, finished cooking them, you can 
leave them inside the air fryer as it cools down, and a lot of times they'll crisp right up. So I'm just going to cut out a few more so that when these are done, we can throw the next batch in. So I'm going to do four this time because we had a few left over. Trying to get better on my uh, knife skills. You know, I don't know if you know, but I am, so I'm a lifestyle medicine physician at a company called Love.Life. And we used to be called plant-based telehealth, but we were just recently acquired by the company Love Life that was started by John Mackey, who uh, was until recently the CEO of Whole Foods, uh, and he was the co-founder as well. So really exciting, uh, but a lot of our doctors uh, are really good at cooking, and in fact, we've got one doctor who is an actual chef, and I don't want to him by my poor knife skills and so I'm really I've been working on it so we will see if he approves um, so that's Colin zoom okay so we've got those sitting waiting for these guys to crisp up and in fact I can already see that they're starting to curl up a little bit so they're they're starting to cook so they're starting to look good um, so we'll just kind of wait and let those do their thing and in the meantime, I'm going to start, uh, let's do the bean dip next. So the bean dip is something that's actually really simple. So let me just grab my bowl. And by the way, if you are wondering where I got my shirt, it's from Farm Sanctuary. They've always got really cute stuff on there. Okay, so for our bean dip, first thing we're gonna do, let me just open up my recipe here. So. This bean dip is based on a recipe that I found from the, um, this Vegan 8. So if you're familiar with her, the Vegan 8. Um, her recipe calls for sugar and salt, which um, I don't use salt, and I actually have never used sugar, but for today I decided to get some date sugar to try. Um, date sugar is really interesting because it is made only of dates, so dates are dehydrated and then basically chopped up into little tiny sprinkles. In fact, this is the one that I found. Um, I found it from a, a few other companies before um, because I've used it for other recipes. Um, but literally that's all it is. And so it's a really nice way to add a sweetener that isn't sugar. Uh, and so I'm going to use this in our dip today and see how it turns out. Um, but she uses a coconut sugar in hers, and so we're going to use date sugar instead. I'm not a huge fan of coconut just because of the high saturated fat content in coconut. It's one of those unfortunate plant foods that has a lot of saturated fat, so I just try to stay away from coconut products for the most part. Uh, let's see, other than that, um, she also uses some pickled jalapenos, which um, I do like a little bit of spice, but uh, I'm going to stay away from the pickled jalapenos today. Uh, I, I know that if Lauren Burdick of the Well Elephant is watching. She's going to say, what are you doing? I love pickled, uh, pickled uh, jalapenos. She's in Austin, Texas. Uh, so one of these days, I will get some of those, and we will try it. And I'm sure it will be delicious. So OK, so the first thing we're going to do, all right. So this is just telling me that it is heated up to 375. So this first batch, it might take a little bit longer than five minutes just because of that. Um, 
But the other thing in this vegan egg recipe on the refried beans is that she uses whole beans, whole pinto beans, and then uses a food processor. Uh, what I'm going to do is kind of a shortcut. I'm just going to use refried beans. And you can find fat-free refried beans. What does fat-free mean? Well, it's actually not completely fat-free because all plant foods do have some fat in them. But oil-free is the key here. So these ones I found, sorry, the sun is right there, of Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's has fat-free refried beans. I know that I've also found fat-free refried beans at Whole Foods as well. Uh, I think it's the 365 brand that they have. So let me get my can opener. We're just going to, so we're going to do two cans. So if you want, you could try to use the whole uh, pinto beans if that's all you have access to. That's fine. So you would do two cans of whole pinto beans. And basically, instead of doing what I'm doing, which is putting everything in a bowl and just mixing it, you would put everything in a food processor. So I am going to just scoop this out. It's always nice when you have um, something that's a little bit of an easier option. Uh, refried beans in a can are not the most attractive looking thing, I've noticed. <laughs> kind of gross, you know, they make the shape of the can, but you can get past that. It's, it's a nice way to enjoy refried beans without all the fat. Okay, do one more thing here. This is going to make quite a bit, um, but really the only other things that we're adding is kind of like some spices. those chips, you guys. Okay. You know, anytime you can get beans into your diet, beans are just so wonderful for you. Full of fiber. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're starchy, so they're satisfying. Keep you full for a long time, and you know, there's actually data that shows that people who eat a cup of beans every day live longer. So I know uh, we eat a lot of beans in, in my family. Okay, so we got our two cans of fat-free refried beans. Then we are going to add in some salsa, and you can choose whatever salsa you like. Uh, I know that in the original recipe, oh, there's my timer. So we are going to just. Okay, so I can already tell that they are, they're starting to cook, but they're definitely not brown yet. So we're going to give them another couple minutes, and I'm going to reset that timer again. We do not want these burning. So let's do another two minutes. Um, but what I was going to say is, uh, in the original recipe, she uses, uh, I actually I do think she's using a Trader Joe's brand salsa, but it's uh, red salsa. So it's a, a medium salsa that she uses. The one that my family and I really love is this one. It's the Trader Joe's Salsa Verde. It's really inexpensive and it's delicious. Now, if you're trying to be careful with salt, there's sodium in this, um, but if it's something that you're not too concerned with, then this is a really good option. It's delicious. And this one, I think we're gonna be doing a half a cup. Let me just double check. Yeah, so about a half a cup, maybe a little bit more, depending on the taste.
this green salsa is just so good from Trader Joe's. And I'm going to start mixing that up. Get it going. Oh, okay, so now I can already see that these guys are getting a little bit brown. Okay, they're getting there. They're almost there. And um, one thing that, you know, different people like um, different is the refried beans as a dip. So I personally prefer it warmed. So you could choose to warm up your refried beans first before mixing all these ingredients in. Um, but it's just fine to eat it just like this. You don't have to warm it up at all. You can just mix everything in. And it will still be delicious. Some of them are getting a little bit close to burning. That's kind of what you want um, because a lot of these other ones are going to be just perfect. Okay, so what I'm going to do is transfer those to a bowl and then we can get our next batch going. So I just scoop them up. And actually, I think I do have this on my store as well. I use this a lot. Um, it's just a, like a, a metal... It's metal, but then it's got a little silicone edge around it, which I think is really nice. Uh, so I'm gonna scoop those in there. Okay. And then I'll give you a little peek at what those look like, just so you can see. There they are. Yep. And nice and crispy. Those are perfect. Okay, so let's throw in our next batch of these and then we can add the rest of the ingredients to our refried bean dip and I also um, so chef AJ had messaged me and let me know that there were some people who had asked some questions and so I'm gonna pull those up as well and answer those while we're going here Oh, and I did want to mention as well, while I'm just stacking up these corn chips, um, I'm going to be having an event uh, March 16th, that's a Tuesday, and it is going to be um, called Plant-Based Eating Made Easy. Now, I did an event similar to this a year ago, and we had a ton of people sign up, lots of people that couldn't even get in. So we are doing it again. We're gonna update it a little bit, uh, but what we're gonna do is allow for more people to join this time. Uh, it's really just about how to make eating this way really simple um, so that it's not complicated, something that anybody can do. Uh, and so that's gonna be Tuesday, May 16th. Uh, I believe it's gonna be at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We still need to 
figure out exactly what the time is going to be. But it's going to be um, with, we're kind of partnering with the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group, or PBNSG. So a couple of ways you can, uh, once we uh, allow people to sign up, the best way to find out when it when it's um, when it's available to sign up for it is to go to pbnsg.org and get onto their newsletter list. Uh, so that when they send that out, you'll have that information. Or you can also go to my website, drnikkidavis.com, and you can sign up for my email list, and I will be sending out an email with information on how to sign up for that as well. So that'll be a really fun event. Um, it's free, so please take advantage and just get some tips on how to make eating plant-based easy. Doesn't need to be complicated. Okay, so um, we're gonna start our next batch of these guys. And then, we've, so we've added in our two cups of refried beans. We've added in our little over a half a cup of our salsa, whatever favorite uh, kind of liquidy burning salsa you wanna use. And then I'm going to put in some onion powder and garlic powder. And that's just a teaspoon of each of those.
energy. And uh, yeah, I can do a lot of this. Okay. Gotta wash the chips. Okay, so there's our bean dip. There we go. So, mix quite a bit. Like I said, you can still heat this up even after you've added on the salsa and everything. You can heat this up and have some more dip. You don't need to be adding cheese into this or oil or anything like that. Beans are good without all of that extra fat. Okay, so let's put, um, let's see. Let's make a little bit of room here. So, beans down there now. And then we're going to start on making our next dip. It's the uh, pico de gallo. And I was, you know, kind of preparing for this and just kind of looking at some of the different ingredients that I could use for pico de gallo. And I saw something where it said that pico de gallo actually means uh, like a bird beak. And I thought, oh, why, do, why are they calling it a bird beak? What is, what is the history of this? And it turns out it's not necessarily because there's some sort of bird used in this, but it's that um, people would eat it with their fingers. And so when you're eating it like this, it looks like a bird beak. So that's kind of cute. Okay, so for our pico de gallo, we are going to be using tomatoes first. So I'm going to use my tomato knife. Love this thing. And I already know that people are going to be like, why should I cut all these tomatoes? Should I just throw them in a food processor? Uh, there's all sorts of gadgets you can use to cut it quickly. Well, you know, I, I definitely like using shortcuts, and I like to make meals that are really simple and easy. But sometimes, when I'm just by myself, like for instance, uh, while I'm filming this, my husband and my son are off. He's got baseball practice tonight, so we're gone, and it's just me here. And um, although I'm recording this at the same time, uh, you know, when I'm cooking or I'm making something, sometimes it's just nice to no, be in the moment and, and be doing this. And so I, I really don't mind so much doing a lot of chopping. Uh, so I will be doing that and we'll be chatting. Well, we won't. I will be chatting. But I'm going to be chatting while we chop. And of course, watching these delicious chips. We're getting there. We're getting there. Our timer went off. So we're going to make sure we set another one. So I know I said five minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's just the weather. But sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. So... Set another timer. We'll give ourselves two minutes. Just to make sure. Okay. Now, the amount of tomatoes, uh, it kind of depends on how much salsa you want to make, but um, for this, I'm going to use two cups. So, about two cups of uh, diced tomatoes. See, this is one of the things I've been working on with my. Knife skills is, uh, oops, of course, I'm not doing great there. But holding it like this instead of, I used to do that all the time. Well, it turns out that's a no-no. I was watching uh, one of Colin, Dr. Colin Zhu's, uh, I think it was on Instagram, and he was teaching some people how to chop and use knives. And um, the other thing is just making sure that you are not getting your fingers too close. Being careful that way. Uh, now, don't take my word for this because I'm not an expert. But if you want more 
knife skills, take a class, or go watch comics and do this thing. Um, but I, I also see a lot of people doing this where they will, you know, bend their fingers over so that they're not putting their finger in the way. So I'm being careful, I'm trying my best. I haven't hurt myself yet. making you really excited for gardening. Uh, we've done a lot of gardening, uh, but with moving kind of back and forth between medical school and residency, we just haven't gotten around to doing gardening for the last couple of years. So I'm really excited to get back into it. And one of the things that we really love growing are tomatoes, especially just because they just taste so good homegrown. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had them right off the vine when it's warm outside and the tomatoes a little bit warm from the sun. Oh, goodness. so good. Okay, so the timer just went off. We're going to open that up. And these are looking good. Okay, those are perfect. So that should be enough chips to get us going. I might make a few more. Um, just for later, because I think my family will definitely go, easily go through these. Oh, and I was going to mention, so I did, um, I did my air fryer at 375, and it probably ended up being more like eight minutes. So you're just going to have to watch and see uh, what you need to do in your home. Uh, but if you're using an oven, I would say you can decrease the temperature a little bit to like 350 and then do, you know, five to 10 minutes or so. All right, so we're gonna have those chips there for later. And then we're gonna just keep chopping up these tomatoes. Uh, some of the other ingredients we're gonna use in this pico de gallo are red onion. Red onion just makes it, I love red onion. And do red onion, we're gonna do some fresh lime juice. And I do recommend, you know, you could buy store-bought lime juice, that's fine, but fresh lime juice just tastes better. So if you can do that, it's actually a lot less expensive too. So we're gonna do that. And let's see what else. Oh, cilantro. So we'll be adding in some cilantro. And 
Uh, you know, the other thing I like to add to my pico de gallo, which is not normal is something I think people add to pico de gallo, is uh, avocado. Now, um, some people are going to, you know, want to minimize avocado if they're maybe focusing on weight loss or maybe you have a history of heart disease, you're trying to minimize fat in your diet. Um, I don't use avocado every day, but on occasion, I like to add it in. And the nice thing about avocado as a fat is that it is a whole plant food. So you're not just getting a big wallop of fat like you would if you added oil to something, like adding olive oil over a salad or something like that. It's just a huge wallop of fat. Uh, avocado is a whole plant food. And so yes, it is gonna be a higher fat plant food, but it also contains a lot of other things that help you with absorbing the fat. So there's lots of fiber in avocado, you're going to get lots of vitamins and minerals in there as well, uh, phytonutrients, so antioxidants. Uh, so avocado, although it's higher in fat, is also, you know, it's a healthy plant food. Uh, so if it's something that you're able to eat and it doesn't uh, go against kind of some of your health goals, um, that is the kind of higher fat stuff you want to focus on. Um, you know, normally I will talk to people about, you know, making sure absolutely you're staying away from animal foods and oil. That is where most people are getting most of their fat in their diet, is animal foods and oil. So you can stay away from those. Um, and then, you know, another thing that is really high in fat are going to be the nut, but nut butters. They're so easy to eat, a lot of, so delicious, and it's a lot, it takes a lot of nuts uh, to make. Uh, nut butter. So you're just getting a lot all in one versus just having, you know, a, a few for a snack, uh, which is a lot better of a choice. You know, something over a salad or something like that. Uh, one of the things with nut butters, you know, I really love the flavor of peanut and you know, making peanut sauces and all of that. Uh, I found, so PB Fit is a company that came out with some peanut butter powders. Now you have to be careful because some of their powders include sugar, I think coconut sugar, uh, but you can find one that is just peanuts. So it's just powdered peanuts. Uh, so it's basically they've taken out the fat and it's just whatever's left. And so you can uh, reconstitute it basically using water, which is what we do, and it makes uh, like a peanut butter. And you can use that to make peanut butter sandwiches. So I've made that for my son before he likes it. Uh, but also this powder can be used in recipes. So if you're wanting to make a peanut sauce, but you don't want it to be so high in fat from the peanut butter, you can try using a peanut butter powder. But like I said, make sure you're looking at the ingredients because they like to add stuff. Okay, so we're gonna do two cups. I think. That to me looks like about two cups, uh, so we're going to call that good. I am going to also cut up some red onion here. And uh, so two cups of uh, tomatoes and then the red onion, I want to say that uh, what I'm suggesting is about a quarter cup, let's see, yeah, about a quarter cup of red onion. Uh, this is of course going to be kind of your own taste. I'm going to end up doing a little bit more. I really like red onion. Now that's probably about a quarter cup. Maybe a little bit more. Okay.
got my little uh, trash pull here to the side. That's something that I remember learning a long time ago on Rachel Ray. Uh, so that's like one of those things that you learn once and you're like, oh, that's such a great idea that I don't have to go back and forth to the garbage can. So um, in addition to doing the tomatoes, the red onion, the cilantro, the avocado, uh, I'm also going to be doing, uh, oh, we talked about the lime, and that's about it. So, okay, got that peeled. Looking good. is just kind of chop it in about the same size, you know, everything in about the same, same-ish size. So, I don't, you know, you don't need to get too fancy here, but smells so good. Fresh lime. Okay, perfect. Okay, and then we're going to do an avocado. Uh, so I just usually make sure that mine is, you know, you can press your thumb in it to make sure it's soft enough. And the other thing you can do is you take out the little, little piece on top just make sure it's not super dark and brown and black because that tells me that it's probably gone bad. The way that I cut my avocado, and I don't know if this is the best way to do it or not, but basically what I do is I'll cut it all the way around. And then you twist the two sides. Okay, comes out like that. And I'll usually just take my knife go down into the pit a little bit and then if you twist it'll just pop right out and then you just kind of let it pop out like that and then what I'll do now one thing that I see people doing which as a doctor makes me cringe because I have seen people with hand injuries from cutting avocados specifically is they'll hold it in their hand and then they'll cut it like that uh, so what I do is I hold it down on my cutting board and then I cut down into the cutting board so that my hand is not underneath it because if that's a really ripe avocado it'll cut right through the skin and right through your hand 
I'm done with that. So what I'm doing is I'm basically just cutting it into lines uh, all the way across, and then I'm gonna cut it the other way as well. So it ends up making little, kind of little rectangles, little squares that we can then put into our Pico de Gallo. Get a spoon here to scoop that out. So then that's what I'll do is I'll just take a spoon, and then if you scoop it out, you can see it just comes out in these little, little chunks. someone who likes it to be maybe not as chunky, then you could use a food processor, get things diced up a little bit more. And you can even throw everything in a hole and then just, you know, pulse it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to use up one entire avocado, so I'm going to use the other half as well. Hopefully that sun's not getting on me too much here. I'm enjoying it though, and I can see people walking out walking their dogs, out with their kiddos, enjoying the sunshine. It's coming, it's happening. Spring, that is. That wasn't clear. some cilantro so half a cup of chopped cilantro this stuff smells so good I love cilantro I know not everyone does <clears throat> so if you're one of those people that does not like cilantro uh, then just don't put it in and it's interesting because there are people who have a specific it's like a smell receptor gene cluster <clears throat> gene cluster that makes cilantro basically taste soapy and I have to say, I am so thankful that I do not have that gene cluster because I love cilantro. It is so yummy. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna actually measure this one out. Let's see here. We're gonna do half a cup of that. That is everything, yeah. So that's everything. Now, if you like a little bit of spice, uh, like my husband likes spicy, he likes jalapenos a lot. 
Um, you could add, and in fact, I even have one. I'm not going to add it though because since they're not here, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it the way I like it. I don't really want to put any jalapeno in mine today, um, but maybe I'll put it in a little bit later for them or for my husband. Uh, my son actually does like spicy food as well. He's starting to enjoy spicy food. But I'm gonna leave it out for now. Uh, the other thing that you could add in, and if you're gonna add a jalapeno, I would say um, maybe half, this is a, a pretty big one, so maybe half to one, depending on how spicy you want it. Uh, the seeds are gonna be really a spicy part of it, so if you want to take out even more spice, you just remove the seeds and just um, use the jalapeno itself. Uh, the other possibility would be to add mango. So if you like uh, sweet salsas, then you could add some mango. The mango with the lime is really good. Um, so sometimes when I'm making this, I will add in mango as well. And, um, and I, I think there are a lot of mangoes in the supermarket right now. So that might be a really nice option for people who like that. So let's give this one a try and see how it tastes. All right, so we've got our crunchy chips here. They crisp, they're crispy and crunchy. And breaking it in half probably wasn't a good idea because now I can't get <laughs> these big chunks on here. Mmm. That is good. Mmm. So good. Okay, so eating plant-based, eating vegan. I know Chef AJ likes to say plant-exclusive because plant-based makes it sound like, you know, it's only at least 51% of your diet, which I, I totally understand. But when you're eating vegan, you're eating plant-exclusive, it can be delicious. I love my food. Um, I don't feel like it's restrictive. I enjoy everything that I eat. I look forward to it. I don't count calories. You know, I eat when I'm hungry, I stop when I'm full. And this is just proof. Look at this, delicious crunchy chips and delicious salsa. And then we made this delicious bean dip as well. So you've got all these wonderful things, uh, you know, and this is just one, one part of it. So it's very easy. Well, I will say this, it's very simple to eat this way. There are so many things that can be very simple. Like for instance, earlier today, I was starving I don't really have anything prepared that I could just grab and eat. So, <clears throat> so I grabbed frozen rice and frozen broccoli out of my freezer, put those in the microwave, heated them up, put a little low sodium soy sauce over the top, and that was my food. Very simple, right? But it's also not easy. And I've heard other people say this as well, that it is a lifelong journey. This is something that isn't, uh, isn't something that you just decide one day, okay, I'm just gonna eat vegan, I'm gonna eat plant exclusive, and once I've made that decision, it's just easy. Well, no, because not only are you completely changing your diet, but you're changing you know, what happens in social situations, you're changing your traditions. Um, you know, you might have people who make fun of you because of the way that you eat, or um, think that you're crazy. And uh, so it is not easy. And it is um, something that you do have, you know, the longer you do it, the easier it gets, definitely. But it is a lifelong journey. No one is perfect at it. Uh, it's really hard when you live in a society where most people eat a certain way and you eat differently than that. 
it's just not ever going to be easy unless you're able to live in a bubble. Like for instance, when I uh, interned at True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California, it was like the best bubble. You're just there, they're feeding you the food, you don't even have to cook anything, you just get the food there and no temptations. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, one bubble that you can, can visit and be a part of. Uh, but real life, that's just not the way that it is. So, uh, but this is one way to at least get over some of those cravings for greasy, salty corn chips that you would find in a grocery store. You can make your own really easily and some delicious dips that are healthy, health-promoting, delicious. So I hope that you've enjoyed. Uh, oh, before we go, I just want to make sure that I answer the questions that Chef AJ sent over to me. So let's see here. Here we go. So this is off the cuff. I haven't even looked at this yet. Okay. So this is from Tracy. And she says, uh, Dr. Davis, according to the research I have done, starch helps to feed candida and should be avoided. What should one eat on a vegan diet to help control the candida? Okay. So candida she's talking about is a yeast, right? So a lot of people are worried about starch because candida feeds on sugar. It's a yeast. So that makes sense that you'd be nervous about that. Uh, what we find is that people who eat starch, you're eating potatoes, you know, starches. What she means by starches is potatoes, sweet potatoes, beans, legumes, corn, rice, grains. Those are the starches that we're talking about. Eating starchy foods does not increase your risk of getting a yeast infection or candida infection. Um, what we do see is that people who um, have diabetes, uh, people who um, are in a diseased state where their immune system is compromised, tend to have problems with candidal infe infections. So that is not something you should be concerned about. Uh, that is not something that I have seen in my practice that once people switch from a standard American diet to a more starch-based diet, they're not all of a sudden getting these yeast infections. That's just not the case. So it's not something that you need to be concerned about. Starch is healthy. Starch is wonderful. Uh, eat lots of good starchy whole plant foods. Okay, let's see if there's anything else. That might have been our only question. Okay, that's it. So thank you again. Uh, thank you for joining this episode of Chef AJ and Plant Fueled with Dr. Nikki Davis. I'm here every first Friday of the month, uh, and I will see you next month. And I'm assuming that next month it'll be May, and we're going to have lots of sunshine. So I'm excited to come up with what we're going to be talking about or making for that next episode. And I thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.